Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. In my double wide house. Weren't no creatures stirring. I just shot the last mouse. Weren't no stockings to pin to no wall. Cause nobody we knew wore socks. Not even mall. Ten youngins sprawled out on the living room floor in sleeping bags we bought at the second-hand store. Mama, she's a-making some beans in the kitchen while I laid on the sofa watching wrestling and fishing. And out in the yard, I heard such a clamor like the time the law came and took Uncle Roy to the slammer. <laughs> Up from the couch to the window I run, poked a hole in the bisqueen and pointed my gun. The bug zapper light gave a glow to the yard on my old mashy tractors and pickups and cars. When what with my bloodshot eyes did I see but a flying Ford truck filled with dogs are coming at me. But the sight of the driver's what made me look twice and check. The legend's true, everybody. It's the Christmas redneck. <laughs> He landed the vehicle and all hound dogs piled out as he hollered and called him by name with a shout. On Buster, on Bounder, on Rascal and Pokey, on Juggler, 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 on Ju
Don't know if it's even worth discussing. We may just wait until the Senate takes it up, if the Senate takes it up. I know that President Trump wants the Senate to take it up, but I don't even know if Mitch McConnell will bring it to the floor. I know Lindsey Graham may do some stuff in committee, and if they do, and it's newsworthy, then we may cover it, but I'm just going to be honest. I truly, truly, truly don't see it being newsworthy because the way it's all going to play out is pretty well is pretty well already set. So, um, again, just to reiterate, this will most likely be our last program of the year. <laughs> and we'll come back on after the first of the year, barring some major political surprise regarding the impeachment slash pseudo trial in the Senate. Um, don't expect any surprises. As a matter of fact, as of right now, the Democrats don't have the vote to impeach in the House. So we'll see what Nancy Pelosi comes up with by the end of this week. So not that I expect she'll get a whole lot because moderate Democrats, a lot of the moderates don't want this and don't want to have to defend this in their district. And even so, the liberals, especially a bunch of that gang of 31, and they say 31, but there's actually 35 that may have trouble. And so I don't know that they want to go back to their home districts and put on a full-throated defense of an impeachment that even people that don't like Trump see this as purely political, much like the impeachment of President Clinton back in the 90s. Because the impeachment of Clinton, even though Clinton did, in fact, commit a crime, was purely uh, political. So, having said that, that's kind of that's kind of where we stand on any any breaking news with this whole garbage impeachment crap. Because that's what it is, garbage impeachment crap. So we will, you know, again, not. I know that most Americans are taking days off vacation, days off of work to listen to the impeachment because they're just spellbound by it. I know Americans are burning up sick days so that they can stay at home and watch with bated breath CNN's coverage. Oh, wait. CNN. They're still here. I think they have like 80 people watching and most of them live in Atlanta. That's the family yeah. members of those working at the station in Atlanta? Yeah. So, you know, I, I just not, it's not a thing for me. And so 
I don't think there needs to be any, you know, special episode to discuss it when the vote comes. And the votes, if they get the vote, if she whips the vote, uh, I know they're set to whip the count tomorrow to see if they've got it. Because the minute they get it, the minute they get that magic 418, or 418, shoot, 218, they're taking the vote. It doesn't matter if, if the debate is done. It, it doesn't matter. They will they will call it to get that 218 to send it over to the Senate. So, that's stupid. That what? It's just stupid. Um, it is. It's... Yeah, it's not... This is the one thing about <clears throat> Alexander Hamilton was afraid of this very thing. Well, it was a huge it was a huge debate amongst the founding fathers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was, you know, there was a lot of people that didn't even want to include the ability to impeach in the system, in the in the Constitution, and the only reason. Go ahead. Sorry. Give that much power to one, you know, chamber. Well, the chamber should have the power. Listen, I'm I'm not. I think it was a good idea to put the ability to impeach a president in the Constitution, simply because there are times that it should be used, and and so I am I'm all for the ability to impeach. Okay, it should have never come to pass. Um, well, what you what you have to look at in the in this is this is Democrats' payback. You got to realize a lot of these Democrats, not all, but a lot of them were there for the Clinton impeachment, and a lot of them, much like the Republicans are doing now, did the same thing back then. As a matter of fact, if any of you all have seen the video that was released by the Republican Caucus this week of Adam Schiff. <laughs> um, shifting back in the Clinton days to now, yeah. um, you will you will basically understand that this is a flip flop, and a lot of them want to get revenge. But you know, I, I've heard a ton of political pundits talking about how this has changed. You know, this is going to change the culture. This is going to do this, and yes. It will weaponize, to a degree, impeachment. But there's something more important at play here that nobody is paying attention to. Okay? There was a poll released about two weeks ago that was done across the United States with college students across all economic divides, alleged political divides, socioeconomic everything. And nearly 65% of those people 
found President Obama to be a greater president than President Washington? Oh, my God. Yes, I saw, I saw that. Okay. So then the question was asked. Unbelievable. Then the question was asked, in the 20th century, who has been the greatest president? And it listed, it gave the time frames to who would be considered one of the greatest presidents. And interestingly enough, Bill Clinton came in first, Obama came in second, Jimmy Carter came in third, George W. Bush came in fourth, Reagan come in fifth, and Trump was sixth. Now, I like President Trump. I think he's doing a good job. But ain't no damn way in heck that he ranks higher than, say, John F. Kennedy. Okay? Just don't. Not yet. History may judge him differently. Okay? And sure as heck, not greater than an FDR, who I'm not any fan of his, you know, a lot of his policies, but his policies truthfully have been perverted. If you've if you've ever read what the true meaning behind a lot of those policies were, you'll find that liberals have perverted it throughout the years. But that should concern people that Jimmy Carter who presided over one of the worst economies since the Great Depression. Inflation to the likes that we've never seen since. Jobless rates, gas lines, embargoes, people thinking they could run roughshod over the United States. Ranking higher than a President Reagan who single-handedly brought communism to its knees. There is a systemic destruction of this country of its fiber and its founding. And I think that's more important than the, even the crap that's going on on TV. Okay? Because if you go, well, I get kids don't pay attention to this stuff, and, you know, in a lot of ways they shouldn't have to. But your high school kids ought to know who your vice president and president are. And while nearly 100% of all high school students know who the president is, only 30% knew who the Veep was. Mm-hmm. There's a problem there. All right, so before we delve into the real political issues of the day, a couple of lighter notes. I read an article. <laughs> couple of days ago. Okay? And and I want to just throw this out there. Who would accept $15 an hour to go sniff the bathroom after an employee has left it to see if they pooped? Not me. Sorry. Well, <laughs> there's basically a and and I haven't been able to find out where the empl- where the employer is, but it's basically there's a note on the door that says if you're in here more than ten minutes and don't sm- pass the smell test, you don't have a job. 
So no blob, no job. I wonder if you don't have to poop. Then you shouldn't be in there 10 minutes. I guess that's their logic. Well, I was just thinking about all the ladies that have to change out, you know, various sanitary products. I mean, I don't know if that stuff gives off an odor or not, but... Yeah. Just saying. I just... I hope somebody was being funny with that. But when we were thinking about people to take that job, I figured Mark would be the perfect patsy for that kind of job. Be like, yep, he took a crap. His job is safe. Ching. I wonder Love if they you too. Hi, Mark. I wonder if they have the if they have a woman smeller and a male smeller. And <laughs> what if hire a bathroom attendant? That what? Why not hire a bathroom attendant like in a fancy restaurant and a hotel? Well, I was going to say, you know, you know, in Washington, I didn't have to worry about that problem. There was always somebody there waiting to hand me a towel when I was done washing my hands. But. You know, that that really would be a horrible job. Be like somebody uh-huh. ring the bell. You know, when you're in a restaurant, if you have great service, they want you to ring the bell. <laughs> somebody takes a dump, they ring the bell for you to go smell. Yep, yep, that was taco night on Tuesday. Fojo. Here's your towel, sir. And you have a little bit on your ear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, uh, oh, no, that's not the worst one I've read this week. So, here's another one, and I discussed this with Boss Lady today because I saw it and I was just like, okay, I, I can see both sides of this. So I'll throw it out there to the group here. So this bride had made an arrangement with the groom for the groom uh, not to... What? Go ahead. Not to have Sorry, a dance... No. With his mother. And I guess it was agreed upon, you know, kind of in spirit that he wouldn't do a dance with his mom because her dad had passed away and she could not share this experience with her papa. Okay, well, as the party went on, the mama and the son, there was a song came on and the mama and the son began to kind of dance and a crowd gathered around them, pictures being taken, blah, blah, blah. Well, the bride got very upset, and in the words of the article, went to the bathroom, mascara running down, crying, and, and I quote, threw a hissy fit, end quote. Should the groom have respected that and not done the dance with his mum, or is the bride being unreasonable in preventing him from sharing that moment with his mother whom is still living. He was right I read the article. I thought it was horrible. 
I mean, he even agreed to something like that. I mean, you know, my father died too when I was 10. But I'm not going to deny my fiance the right to dance with his mother because of it. That's just childish. I divorced the bitch. I was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you got, if you didn't get that far, you should know your wife by that. By that. So, if you know you're gonna piss her off by dancing with your mom, don't do it. But on the other hand, if she's that petty and oh, um, high maintenance, because I would call that high maintenance. So you're saying okay, both you of your hands are both of your hands are a problem. One's a bitch and the other's high maintenance. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, okay. Well, you got to figure. Uh, you got to steal this moment from your from your husband because you can't have it with your father who's dead. Uh, you have a brother. Hell, dance with your mom. Lesbians are nice are, are in this time of year. Yeah. But don't. Don't diminish. Don't uh. Take the memory of dancing with your mother on your wedding day away from your husband. Right. And You're showing I, respect I, to her. Amanda. Now, what, what I would have done, I would have said, um, "Give me the marriage certificate." Instead of turning it into the courthouse, I'm just going to rip it up and say, "Fuck it." No. Why? Amanda. And then if he paid for the wedding, I'd sue her for the course of the wedding. Yeah. I'll say, okay, you can just keep the ring. Keep the ring. But I want the money for the wedding. I yeah. need daddy just like her. Which is probably why I'm not married. Yeah, that's probably a good, uh, good indicator. All right, Amanda, what's your thought? Um, I think the weddings or their relationships almost doomed from the get-go because she, there's obviously not a uh, mutual, um, love and respect there being that she can't take his feelings into consideration either. So I agree with Barbara and Mark. No, I'm not hacking. Well, who's hacking? Connor. Maybe. Oh, is it Connor hacking? I thought it was Mark. Connor, Uh look at that, buddy. Okay. Next one. This is a. This is another one of those. Bridegroom things here. And why Fox puts these up there, I don't know, but some of them are interesting. This one had to do with a wedding cake. Oh, God. And the groom pitching a kissy over the wedding cake. Evidently, he didn't understand the whole part of you cut the first piece of cake and you cut that piece of cake in half and you feed her half, she feeds you half and it's symbolic of providing for each other. And so he goes, he cuts the first piece, throws down the knife <laughs> and goes to walk away. Somebody said something, done something. He 
picks back up the knife, mad, finishes the cake, basically force feeds her the cake, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Um, you know, I think I would have sent him packing. Sounds like hey. he should be married. He should well, be married to the other bride. But okay, so back to the other one. Nobody has any sympathy for that bride and the loss of her father. I have sympathy, of course, but she's acting childish when she gets throws a hissy fit. Because okay, what, how long ago? How long ago before the wedding did her father die? She was young. She was very young. She was young. Okay, she was very young. She didn't have a stepfather that raised her. There was no one. There was no male influence in her life. There was no uncle. There was no priest. There was no... Somebody asked that question. That was actually posed. But she had determined she was going to walk down the aisle on her own, is what the article said. Right. Be the martyr. I'm not... You know, she could have done just like just like the men do. You know, she could have danced with her husband and then handed him off to his mother. Yeah. And then she could have left and had, you know, her moment in remembrance of her father or whatever and not make a huge display of her emotions. Wow. Well, I agree. Well, I understand missing him and wishing he was there to do that, but I agree. A bit much. All right. So let's talk Democrats. It appears that there are a couple that are getting ready to jump ship over to the Republican Party. Yep. But the question is, would you really trust them even though they caucus with the Republicans? And the one that's out of New Jersey, I mean, he's beat either way. He knows it. Well, I don't know. He's... he's Traditionally a blue state, but Trump actually did pretty good there, so maybe he's hoping to get Trump's good graces. But he wants a rose garden ceremony when he flips ship. Should they give him a rose garden ceremony for flipping ship? No. So what's the alternative? If you don't give me the rose garden Announcement that I'm not doing it. Then he probably switches to independent and caucuses with the Republicans. Right. The the only problem I've ever had with people like that that switch, like um, who was it in Florida, Rick Scott. Yeah. Uh, Lincoln Chafee out of Rhode Island and other places. The only problem I've got with people that flip-flop is nine times out of ten, the only exception to the flip-flop rule is probably um, Joe... Uh, Munster? Oh, shoot. 
Lieberman. Joe Lieberman. Oh, is probably the only one that I would give an exception to because he was basically screwed by the Democrats because he went along with President Bush. Right. And I he like went him. he went to independent. I like him. But as you I would, see... Go ahead, Mom. I would invite all those Democrats to that switching parties. I'd have a Rose Garden ceremony. I'd make it... I'd use the optics of it that Nancy Pelosi wants to have impeachment for no for no reason up in, except for I won. These are her defectors. These are the people who are coming to, to our side because I am so guilty as the president of colluding with the Russians and the Vietnamese and the Chinese and every country that, that they can mention. So let me uh, let me welcome you to the Republican Party. X, Y, and Z, who decided to defect from the no from the do, do nothing Democrats. That's going to help him in his in his state, in his district, and it's going to shine the light that the, on the Democrats who are doing nothing. Have a big old fiasco. Have, give them a party. Give them a medal. Play football on the yard. Do have, do the whole. <laughs> have a state dinner for these guys. <laughs> Just rolling in the face of Nancy Pelosi. I, I, I kind of agree. Sitting on a table right outside of the dining hall by the kitchen or the bathroom. Invite Nancy. Well, actually, the kitchen is in the basement, and the dining hall, the bathroom, the closest bathroom to the dining hall, of which they would be using, is down the hall next to the Secret Service guard post. That's the perfect place for Nancy. They don't like her very much. I don't think so. God. I kept you know, thinking, what, yeah. how is it going to be um, next year after they impeach him? How are Nancy and Chuckles going to face him? Well, Nancy and Chuckles are safe in their seats. They're not going anywhere. Okay. They're well, I don't they're mean not. That. How do you how do you come face to face with somebody that you have just impeached? Uh, the same reason that Newt Gingrich and Bill Clinton had dinner together after he was impeached. I mean, it's it's you know. I don't don't hate anybody. I don't hate anymore. I was raised in the Catholic religion, and I don't hate anybody in the entire world. Bullshit. Well, I, I will, I will put it this way. Okay, (laughs) I I find it kind of funny because they're they're trying to impeach him, but they keep handing him victories. Yeah. Okay. And, for example, they signed off on the um, new NAFTA deal. You're right. Okay. Well, shortly after they signed off on it, and word breaks that China has bent to our will on what we want in trade negotiations, Chuck Schumer comes out and goes, 
Trump sold us up the river to China. Oh, God. No, that would be President Clinton. Okay, and Obama. But anyway, so we're going to wrap up the impeachment business here, talking about it, and then we're going to move on. But the this impeachment business, number one, Democrats have seen the numbers. They know. Every single Democrat sitting in Congress knows what's coming down the pike. Even if they stopped it, even if Nancy Pelosi said tomorrow we're not impeaching him, we've made a grave mistake, and so we're going to get the people's business done, they're doomed in November. They are toast. Okay? Now, you're going to see all kinds of butt-kissing when the new session comes in in January. Let me explain. They are going to do their damnedest to get a transportation bill. Okay? They are going to sign off on every single thing Trump sends them. Okay? Because he's not going anywhere. They know he's not going anywhere. We know they know that we know he's not going anywhere. Okay? So they're going to try and get the transportation bill because they know that that's a thing of Trump's. And once a Republican Congress takes over, it ain't going. Okay? They they know their chances their chances of getting anything done in the next eight months is slim unless it's something Trump wants. And Trump has the upper hand in all this. Okay? Yeah. I'm gonna tell you when, when Bill Clinton was being impeached I went back and looked up his numbers for his his he went out on the road too. See Clinton Clinton's deal was whenever he would get in trouble here at home, he would launch cruise missiles at people abroad. Okay, to take the news off of whatever it was he had done. You go back and look at matches. Okay. Well, he went to a few events during this whole impeachment business where he would have two, 3,000 people show up. Okay? Now, back then, that was a good number. Not going not gonna to lie. It wasn't the 300 people that Hillary had show up in a 5,000-person arena. Okay. But here you have Trump. He's facing an impeachment... You know, he's supposed to have committed all these crimes, and Americans aren't stupid, okay? They're really not, especially if you're above the age of 35. You've been paying attention. You're not stupid, okay? When you still have people by the thousands, not hundreds, thousands showing up, and there are still... Thousands outside the building they can't get in that are watching in the rain and the cold on these titantrons. That ought to send you a message right there. Mm-hmm. Okay? When the party that you're a part of is out fundraising your opponent's party 17 to 1, there's something to pay attention to. When independents you know, those confused people that can't decide what they're doing, are all watching Fox 
for their coverage of the impeachment process, you've got a problem. When 10 of the 15 number one programs on cable news is Fox News, and you're a Democrat, you've got problems. When your flagship stations, PMS, NBC, and CNN, have a combined total of less than 2 million viewers on any given day at any given time, you have a problem. When in traditionally held Democratic neighborhoods, among black voters, they're 50-50 on whether to impeach the president, you've got a problem. When single white women that are college-educated are overwhelmingly not in favor of Trump being impeached and you're a Democrat, you have a problem. So, what everybody did be... Say? Huh? What did Nadler say... Um, Well, Nadler handed the RNC the greatest soundbite for a commercial I have heard in a generation. Mm -hmm. I do not trust the electoral process to get rid of Trump, so we must impeach. Are you kidding me? You just called every registered voter in these here United States stupid and unable to make their own mind up of who to vote for. Because if I agree with President Obama on anything, okay, it is the statement that he laughed when they said that our election could be meddled with. I agree with him on that. They might be able to meddle with an area of our election process in a state somewhere, but they cannot mess with the election on election day for federal office. And here's why. And for all of you idiots out there that think there's one big federal election, there's not. Okay, there are 57 state elections that occur. And yes, for those of you that say, well, there's only 50 states, there's actually 57 elections that occur to determine our president. Okay? Do you honestly think that all 57 could be hacked at the same time? given how decentralized all of our stuff is? No. And then if you want to get technical with inside of those 57 elections, for example, in the state of Tennessee, inside of that big statewide election for federal office and for state office, there are 95 other elections taking place that will culminate into one election. Okay? And even break that down. Inside of those 95 elections, every precinct is its own election with its own freestanding, not connected to the Internet voting system. And it's the same way across these here United States. So how Mm -hmm. in the hell are you going to interfere with thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of voting machines? You can't. Now, yes, some of them can start out with votes for certain candidates, which has happened. They go in and they they check them. Okay, but come on. And the United Nations, with their stupidity, wanting to deploy their election integrity team in United States soil, 
Have you lost your damn mind? <laughs> you can't even ensure one damn election takes place in one province in Afghanistan. Don't come and tell us how to do it in the United States, which is a much more civilized process. <laughs> Trump will be impeached, yes. It will be a very narrow impeachment because Pelosi will whip the votes. Um, It goes to the Senate. McConnell lets Lindsey Graham have his fun, which I find it interesting that two of of, uh, Trump's biggest uh, rivals in the campaign will be the two most ardent supporters at the hearing. Mm-hmm. I, I did find that to be quite interesting that Lion Ted and uh, <laughs> Lindsey Gramnesty would be the two. <laughs> so I say McConnell lets them have their fun. It doesn't even make it out of committee to send it to the floor. Really? Yeah, they'll they'll expose it all in committee. You'll have Joe and and Hunter not showing up. You'll have Nadler and Schiff and all the rest of them refuse. And all that's going to do is prove the president's point. But they're in, they're, the Democrats are in a conundrum. If they show up, they're going to be beat over the head with everything. And they've got tape upon hours upon hours upon hours upon hours of recorded stuff that these idiots have said. Mm-hmm. And they can beat them over the head with it which opens up to Obama being subpoenaed, Comey being subpoenaed. Democrats know they're caught. They're stuck. (laughs) And the funny thing is, is the group of people that caused them to be stuck are a bunch of young, dumb idiots of the Democratic Party that wouldn't know their ass from a hole in the ground. Wow. Nancy Pelosi got boxed in by a bunch of freshman congressmen. The Boston Globe refuses to run anti-impeachment ad. (laughs) That's their prerogative. They don't want to run it. They don't have to. Wow. I don't know why everybody's so butthurt over newspapers doing what they're doing. How many people do you think still read the newspaper? I don't think hardly ever. People go to the news that they want to align with. I'm probably one of the few schmucks out there that read papers, read the news from places that I don't agree with it, just so that I know what they're reporting. All right. So let us move on to some more entertaining things. I have been a huge fan of several actresses, okay? And as as people let their politics spill over into you know, their acting or whatever, I, you know, determine whether I'm going to watch them, not watch them. One of the people that I've always been a fan of her acting is Sally Field. Mm-hmm. Okay. Liked her in Smoking the Bandit, liked her in Forrest Gump, like you know, a lot of different shows she'd done, plot and other things. Well, she was arrested with Hanoi Jane 
protesting climate change. Now, the fact that she's even in the same aura as Hanoi Jane taints her in my book. Yeah. But just was very disappointed to see that happen. Which leads me to another group that I boycott and cannot stand. The Dixie Chicks. Oh, they're back on the news again. Oh, yeah. So, a country artist, or a former country artist by the name of Taylor Swift, came out with a song that currently has the Dixie Chicks on backup vocals. They're the ones providing the harmonies for this song. Okay, now I haven't heard the song. I'm not going to listen to the song. Um, the only song that I like of Taylor Swift's anyway is Shake It Off, and it's just a catchy tune. And you can have all kinds of fun with that song. But a country station in Seattle played this song. Somebody heard the Dixie Chicks, Natalie Maines, who has a very distinctive voice. Uh, basically heard Natalie Maines in the background singing the backup vocals and called the radio station to confirm that it was, in fact, the Dixie Chicks. And it goes from there. <laughs> Evidently, country music fans, and this is the words of the DJ in Seattle, have a very long memory for stupid stuff. Yeah. And that country music fans just need to let it go. Well, no, listen, we don't. I, I will. I will admit this. Before they went to London and decided to be stupid, I was probably the Dixie fan, Dixie Chicks' biggest fan. Okay, there wasn't an album they could put out. They have great harmony. I'm just going to tell you, they do. They have great vocals. I I will not dispute that, okay? And if you play any of their old songs, no matter what album, no matter the first three albums, I can sing every one of them because mm-hmm. that is how good the music was, okay? I am not going to dispute that. One of my favorite songs of all time is called Traveling Soldier by them. Just It was a great song. Um, however, entertainers are to entertain. And you don't go make dumb comments. Okay? I'm willing to forgive the dumb comment. But then to come out with a song where basically, well, what Simon sealed it for me was when the, the banner dropped down at Thompson Bowling Arena with President Bush's uh, picture with a bullet hole in his head. That pretty well did it for me um, and I don't know that, that you know I don't want my money or any kind of recognition to a group of individuals that A don't feel like they did anything wrong and B see no problem with bashing the president today because they've bashed Trump today Now, granted, they got smart and decided to do it here in these United States. 
instead of outside of the United States, which is what really got me to have a problem with them. But anyway, so whereas a lot of people think that the Swift song is a good song, and it deals with uh, cancer, I believe is what the, the deal of the song is. Um, here's my question to everybody. Should country music people give them another chance and let them back into the circle? Or should they continue to basically give them the cold shoulder? Well, but they keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. Well, that would be like, okay, Toby Keith, very pro-President Bush, uh, pro-President Trump. Is it any different if he goes out and says something about President Obama? Would we boycott him for saying something about President Obama? Not me. (laughs) I would if it... Now, I will tell you, and you guys have heard me on this very program multiple times defend President Obama and people being disrespectful to the president when he was the president. And I I would refuse to listen to Toby Keith if he, in fact, did what the Dixie Chicks did to President Obama. Because that goes both ways. No, President Obama. In other words, if you disrespect my president and you're an artist and you're in a different country and you're flapping your gum, sucker, um, you do it here in the United States, not in some other country. When you're there, you're an ambassador for the United States, including the office of the president, and you show them respect. Okay, I have the same problem both sides of it, even if I don't like the president. I'm not going to badmouth the president going to a foreign country. I'm not going to do it. I didn't do it when I went to Bangladesh, and I couldn't stand President Clinton at the time. Okay? But I'm an ambassador for the United States when I'm in another country. Whether I'm a tourist or whatever. I'm an ambassador. ambassador. Oh, yeah. My uncle and I went over there. What now? My uncle and I went over there. So, you know, should should they be given another chance? Or should people say, you know what, yeah, they made political comments, but their music is separate? Because I won't. I won't listen to them. When they come on, I turn it. You know, it's the same with these entertainers on Twitter. That come out and and bash and think they're doing good, you know. And I had to remind them that, like you said, you're an entertainer. Your job is to entertain me, not talk trash. Well, okay. So let's go back to my question. Do we get? Do we? You know? Did you boycott Madonna or Ashley Judd? Did who? You. Yes, I did. Well, not so much Madonna. Madonna's Madonna's statement. Are you talking about Trump when he when she said she yeah. wanted to blow up the White House? Yeah. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't listen to her enough to say that I do or don't. I don't have her music on my playlist. If that's what matters. 
which is really sad because the immaculate collection of her music is one of the greatest CDs she's ever done. But and then Ashley Judd, she's a nasty but, woman. But yes, I will not watch Ashley Judd in one damn thing. Neither will I. And Amanda, Amanda knows that too. She's trying to get me going because I won't. I, listen, I'm not a hypocrite when it comes to that. If you're bashing my president, whether it's one I agree with or one that I don't, and you're in another nothing country. Nothing with Jane Fonda. Nothing with <laughs> Ashley Judd. Hell no, I won't watch none of Jane Fonda. Nothing with the Dixie Chicks, who I listen to anyways. Because uh-huh. in in my eyes, yes, okay, they're bashing the president. But you know what? We stand on free speech. Yes, in and this country. I'll, while I do not agree with them and what they've done, I'm still going to listen to their music. I don't listen to their new stuff. I still listen to their old stuff, but I still listen to it. The free speech isn't a problem. I think free speech is great. I don't think you go to another country and you bash your president in that country. Got a problem with that. Because you're an ambassador. And especially given what was going on at the time, yeah, you shut your rat trap. You make your comments. Go to Houston, Texas, where you're from, which that's the town you were bad-mouthing when you were bad-mouthing the president, too. Go there and make your comments. Let's see how well that works for you. You're going to bad-mouth something or somebody. Go bad-mouth them there. Okay, don't go to London where, you know, Londonians don't know what's going on here. That's my biggest problem. They went to London and did it. Had they done it here, anywhere in the United States, it is their right to bash them. It's also my right not to listen to their damn music if they do. The way I feel about the whole situation, they can't... I believe in the second, in the First Amendment. They don't have freedom of speech. But as far as... Don't, don't be stupid about it. And actually do some research, or you're gonna make a stupid comment. And I like I like a good bit of heavy metal and rock music. One of my favorite bands is Pink Floyd. Well, Pink Floyd's concerts have a big old stuffed pig flying around the arena. Yeah. And I will listen to their music. I don't mind listening to anyone's music if I like the music. I will listen to it. I'm not going to listen to your political statements, though. If you want to make an ass of yourself, go ahead and say it. But don't put it in your songs, either, because I'm not going to listen to that, either. Oh, like Barbara? Like Barbara? Barbara made a whole CD. Barbara Streisand made a whole CD of, of political statements against Trump. I know. That, that one, I you see all these people... I would buy another CD of hers if they gave it to me. I wouldn't even take it. <laughs> one, of my favorite, one of Go my ahead. favorite actors of all time is Sir Anthony Hopkins. Yep. And Sir Anthony Hopkins came out this week or the or the last or the week before and said, "There's a reason why I don't say anything political or anything stupid like that because actors are stupid." <laughs> yeah, he's funny. I like he's Anthony funny. Hopkins. He's funny. Yeah, I like him. 
and he's absolutely right. These people jump on the bandwagon because it's going to is it going to give them publicity. That's the reason why Kathy Griffin held a hand, held the severed hand of uh of Trump because right. hating Trump was popular, and she's still on the D the D list. She's on the F list. She's not funny. Like that. That's the thing. No, she's not funny. And she's still blaming. Another one. She's still blaming Trump for yeah, her problems. She's problem. blaming Trump said, for ending her career, which is hilarious. Uh, well, yeah. what, uh, this week, um, oh, um, Thompson, uh, what's her name? Emma Thompson came out and said, uh, with global warming, if we, if we don't do something now, uh, owners are going to start having to eat their pets for food and stuff like that. Oh. It's like, you're, okay, first of all, you're ignorant. Second of all, you haven't had a hit movie in probably 15 years. Go back under <laughs> your rock and just live off of, live off the royalties for the remake of The Parent Trap, okay? No, just go ahead. Skedaddle, sweetheart. Well, I... But it, it, I go ahead. Listen. Well, it's the same with John Voight, okay? And I happen to agree with most of what John Voight says. But... John Voight needs to shut up and be an actor. Okay? Which, by the way, most people think Angelina Jolie is some big liberal. She's not. No, and she keeps her mouth shut, which I like. I know she talks talks some liberal stuff, but if you go back and check the political donations for lots of Republicans, you'll find she's on there. Now, her former husband... He's limp-wristed. Him and Matt Damon both have limp-wrist syndrome. But who? Huh? Who? Brad Pitt. Is he gay? No, he's liberal. Oh. Anyway, I I do think a lot of actors should stick to acting. I do think, and I think a lot of the comments are to get are to get FaceTime to get get coverage. I, I wholeheartedly believe that. Um, I do believe some of them believe what they're saying. Uh, Melissa Gilbert actually believes some of her crap. Um, her sister, oh, what's her name off of uh, Roseanne, believes her crap. Uh, oh, what the hell is her sister's name? On the Chew or whatever, whatever talk show she's on. Oh, um, Darlene. Yeah, she plays, Dar- she plays Darlene on the on the Connors or whatever they're calling it now without Roseanne. Actually, I think it got canceled. Well, it's I a gimme that, that any sure. any gay actor or actress is going to be liberal, which is odd. Not true. Not true. Not true. There's a handful that are that are Republican. Oh, no. Listen, let me – I've said this for years. I'm going to tell you all again right now. There are more gay Republicans in these here United States than there are gay liberals. You all need to pay attention to that and mark it down. No, no, I mean... The most conservative district in the United States. The most conservative district in the United States, okay, is the Tennessee First. That is the most conservative district in the United States. The Tennessee First is home to one Johnson City, Tennessee, that is the queer capital of the world. Look it up. Per capita, there are more gays and lesbians that live 
in Johnson City or Washington County, which is where Johnson City is, Washington County. There are more gays and liberals that live there per population than anywhere else in these here United States. And this district, the first congressional district run by Phil Rowe, Congressman Phil Rowe, has not voted for a Democrat since long before the Civil War. And it is the most conservative per population of any district in the United States. So, um, and there are many gay actors, A, that you don't even know are gay, and B, are Republican. And that's the thing. You don't know that they're that way because they don't go around flaunting it. There, there are way more Republicans in Hollywood than people like to think. And I can name 20 or 30 right off the top of my head. One of the biggest, and she is so quiet about it that, you know, it's not known, and that's Sandra Bullock. Really? Sandra Bullock is Republican to the core. She was at the 2004 Republican Convention. I know Tom Selleck is. Tom Selleck is a big one. Well, Tom Selleck will make it known. I think his mustache voted in a couple of elections. Yeah. <laughs> Denzel Washington is a huge Republican. Denzel is a big Republican. Denzel Washington is a big Republican. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Cedric the Entertainer, big Republican. Uh, Bernie Mac, big Republican. He did, now. Morgan Freeman is, he is center-left, but... He's supported a lot of Republicans. So is James Earl um, Jones is a Republican. James Earl Jones is a Republican to the core, and he will tell you, even if he has to in his Darth Vader voice, he will tell you. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that last night. Here's a guy, James Earl Jones, grown up, grows up, stuttered, okay? As a kid, stuttered. Could barely get a coherent sentence out, Okay goes on to be a hell of an actor. His voice oh, yeah. is iconic as oh, yeah. Darth Vader, number one. Okay. Number two, do you know three words? Does anybody know what those three words are? Used to be the most watched news network in the country. Three words, all he said. This is CNN. Yeah. Yep, that was him. You know how oh, much yeah, they pay that. you know how much they paid him to say that? Five million dollars to say this is CNN. Well they're still doing it. Yeah, but he's already been that was a one and done. They can still use it. I'll tell you another one that kills me, Michael Buffer. Most people don't know oh, that yeah. now. Most oh, people yeah. have no idea what that name is. But Let's he gets get a, ready to he gets a million dollars. Every single time, ladies and gentlemen, the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, let's get ready to rumble a million dollars every time he says that. Oh, my God. Yeah, he patented it. That's what what he gets paid every time he says that. Larry the Cable Guy, every time Get Her Done is sold or put on anything, gets $12. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's crazy. You're just like, okay. Another huge Republican, Don King. Well, anybody know Dan Whitman? 
Anybody know who Dan Whitman is? He's a big Republican. You may know him better by his stage name. Anybody care to guess what his stage name is? By the way, he has two wings of a hospital named after his son in Florida. He lives in Florida. And he has, oh, what was it? He was on this thing called the Blue Collar Comedy Tour. You may recognize him as Larry the Cable Guy. Oh, my God. His name is Dan Whitman. And no, he does not talk like that. Only when he's in Larry the Cable Guy mode does he talk like that. Oh, yeah, I've heard him talk. He's from Nebraska. He has no accent whatsoever. (laughs) Oh, God. All right, so moving on to the next topic, and we're going to wrap this up here shortly. But uh, moving on to the next topic. And again, this one's one of those that you just kind of got to shake your head and be like, whatever. The nativity scene. How many here know, how many of you here believe that the nativity scene as you've come to know it is correct? Because it ain't. It has never been correct. Growing up, it's always been the same. And it is wrong. It was wrong then. It's wrong now. And unless they change it, it's going to continue to be wrong. Anybody know what's wrong with the nativity scene? Jesus wasn't a baby. And the well, came to that is correct, my dear. He was what? The three wise men. They always show the three wise men looking at the manger. By the time the wise men got there, Jesus was hanging out at two, running around, stealing his daddy's hammer. Okay? Saying, can't touch this. Could you imagine? Little caramel fella running around going, can't touch this. In his toga, can't touch it. Anyway, so the reason I bring this up is because one of those absurd articles that you read. So, in Nashville, they have a live nativity. Okay? A little church down on the west end of Nashville puts it on off of Western Avenue. And it cost, I think it cost like five bucks to get inside of this nativity. Now, here's why it's worth every single penny if you've never been. It is, they take this church yard and they convert it to resemble old Bethlehem. Okay? Like, I mean, the whole nine. The merchants like it would have been as everybody was headed to be counted and taxing and, and everything. They, they convert it. It is a wonderful experience if you ever get to go. Okay? Loved it. They have live animals. I mean, this whole thing, it's all live. Jesus hanging out in the manger. Well, he ain't really in the manger, whoever's holding him at the time, but you get the idea. It's a live baby Jesus, live mama, live daddy. You get the whole point. Well, so they have these wise men kind of roaming around the place. And, of course, the foundation for godless society or something, whatever it is, 
they send somebody in there to film this. And so they start going on this rant about how it's not the right time to celebrate Christmas, which is true. Jesus wasn't born on December 25th, but you ask most people under the age of 35, and they'll tell you he was. Number two, they went on about how the, the, the wise men were kind of strolling around. Well, wise men were in Bethlehem, too, just not the ones that came to see Jesus. Okay? They were hanging out with King Nebuchadnezzar. He wanted to find out what was going on, so you know, he sent them on down the line. Um, and they brought three gifts. Anybody know the three gifts they brought? Myrrh, frankincense, and gold. Close. What, tacos? No, no. Taco Bell, I think, was still closed at that point in time. But Taco John's was currently being built right outside of Bethlehem. They had ye old taco. So, frankincense, alabaster, and myrrh were your three. And... Again, this this whole scene played out at this church. Well, this church has now been sued by the Foundation for Godless Society or something. Whatever this group is. And basically being told that <laughs> since they have to do a nativity and they're misleading people, they need to shut their nativity down. And they shouldn't be profiting. They shouldn't be profiting off of false doctrine, so to speak. First of all, the church doesn't profit from this. Yes, they charge five bucks for people to get in there, but that money goes to Second Harvest Food Bank. Secondly, it's a church. Okay. I don't see anybody suing the Universalist Unitarian Life Church when they do their little adaptation of a gay-ass Annie. I never will forget that as long as I live. I know that's bad of me to say, but I never will forget that. I didn't know until that day when that shooting happened. I didn't even know what that church was. We responded to the call happened in Knoxville. We responded, and here comes this dude that was playing Annie. Yes, you heard me correctly, a dude. Oh, boy. I haven't seen a girl run as girly as he was running. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I love you tomorrow. Um... I saw that on Broadway. You should just be glad that that didn't even sound gay. That just sounded awful. I, but, you know, since I'm not able to do a good gay voice, I couldn't do it either, so that's a good thing. Oh, boy. Now, <laughs> what? Nothing. Go ahead. No comments from the peanut gallery? See, there was all kinds of news items I had to cover, and then we got off on this these tangents. All right. So January 1 starts the tightening of the food stamp rolls. Now, I, I bring this up because one of the things that Amanda and I have been 
batting back and forth is how to help communities and how to how to solve. There is no reason anybody in the United States should ever be hungry. Okay, there's not. Whether they have a job, don't have a job, there's really no reason for anybody in this country to go hungry. Can we all agree on that? What's that? Barbara, stop watching your movie and pay attention. What you, I'm sorry, what did you say? I said, can we all agree that there's no reason anybody in this country should go hungry, whether they have a job or no job? Right. Okay, Mark, you agree with that? Amanda, you agree with that? Those of you that I, mean, I have I blocked didn't. listening in, agree with that? Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. So why is it that I keep hearing these studies? For example, I, I, and granted, it was a liberal group that come out with this, but nearly 100 million Americans go to bed hungry at night, according to research. Do you realize that's 25% of the country? Twenty-five percent. That means one in four people. Now, why is it that with all of these resources that we have, Feed America, Second Harvest Food Bank, food stamps, um, there's bound to be other things, and local churches, you know, blah, blah, blah. Why is it that we can't solve that problem, that basic problem? That wasn't a rhetorical question. That was actually a question. Really? Nobody can answer it? Why does that happen? Well, um, maybe pride. That probably be the only excuse that you're too prideful to go uh, ask people for help. Other than that, if you go to bed at night, it's because you want to. If you're too stupid not to get on the food stamps roll if you don't have the money to get food, and if you're too stupid to uh, go to a church or go to some kind of community center or go somewhere that's going to help you eat, and if you want to, and by no fault of anyone else's own, you go to bed hungry, that is your problem. And as far as the number of 100 million, I thought of it's even 10 million. Well, I think it's higher than 10 million, but I don't think well, I don't. You've got 16 million children living below the poverty level. Okay. Yeah, but living below the poverty level, in some cases, those those kids go to schools in Nikes and uh, and wear the finest clothing and will barbecue every other night. And now, now I am going to say, I am going to say at some of the most socioeconomic areas I've ever seen, I have seen that the school kids be decked out in clothes that even I couldn't afford. Okay. I remember when FUBU and all of those, South Pole or whatever it's called, those first come out and those clothes were, you know, buku bucks. Kids that were living in 
Yeah. Poverty coming to school. Now, now I agree with that. But on the flip side of that, why? Listen, school can be brutal. Okay, we all know that. School can be brutal. So maybe, maybe they feel like they have to do that. But you know, I don't. I, I digress a bit there. I, I just want to know. The food issue. It, it it seems to be this huge problem, and in my mind, there seems to be a fairly simple solution. Could anybody on here, food stamps averages $35 per person per week per month. Now, I've done the $35 challenge. I did it. And granted, a lot of bologna sandwiches that I've told you guys. Mixed in with some ramen. (laughs) But I did it. The question I have is, well, how do we solve the problem? How do we give people the tools? Okay, and before, Mark, you pop off with get a job, let's say all things equal, they have a job, okay? Let's say all things equal, let's not look at those factors. How do we solve the problem? How do we give people the dignity that they deserve but also help solve the hunger problem? Because for those of you that are aware, Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs, Okay, if you don't solve the basic needs, okay, if you don't solve those first level of needs, you're not going to get any further, okay? So, you know, you've got, for those of you that that don't know, uh, Maslow's goes basically from a, physiological needs, safety needs, belonging and love needs, esteem needs, etc. If you want to break it down, but it goes physiological, safety, love and belonging, esteem and self-actuation. Okay, and then you can you can break it down any further than that. But the very first level is your physical needs or the physiological needs, which would be in my opinion food, water, uh, health, you know, home, et cetera, et cetera. If you can't meet those needs, how would you expect people to go to that second tier? And one of the things that I think hold a lot of people back is, and, and maybe this is the, you know, part of my liberal side, but I, I just don't think people ought to go hungry in this country. And I think it's all of our duties to see to it that we help those that need help. So let's put that out there and see what people have to say. Well, there's a few things we can do. First of all, make it more, make it more, make food more available. Uh, lesser thresholds for uh, for uh, commodities or 
even food stamps. Uh, there's a few things. Let's have the government say uh, make food tax deductible. Which is an interesting idea. In a even lot the of states have, have, have food tax deductible on a national level. Okay. Have a universal free lunch program. Okay. Now, I'm I'm gonna. Who's gonna, gonna pay for that? I'm not gonna go crazy on that particular option because y'all know how I feel who's about gonna, that. But who's gonna pay for that? Actually, I'm just gonna tell you, uh, as as much as I hate to admit this. I was looking up statistics on this. Um, I think Amanda, Amanda, you had some suggestions, didn't you? For the food stamps? Yes. Oh, I just think they should do it like the WIC program. They give you so much milk, cheese, fresh fruit, vegetable meat or beans, whatever, and that's that. You don't get to really pick. No. Um, no. There are certain no. things that you can buy. Do what? Okay. No fast food stuff. No fast food stuff. No. You can't go and buy a bunch of little Debbie snack cakes and you can't go and buy chips and cokes and crap like that. Wow. I think it should Why don't be. They do that? I think it should be just like the WIC program. With Why WIC, you that? have choices. You can go and get certain cereals, but it's not the cereal that's loaded with sugar. It's more nutritional cereals or oatmeal or cream of wheat. You get milk, you get cheese, but there are certain kinds that you can get. And um, the way I look at it is that is nutritious food that's going into their bodies that they're not having to pay for. If they want all the other crap, then you know what? Go work for it. If you can't work for it, then, I mean... They, they, they're resource. Most people are resourceful in other ways to get the things that they want. All right, and they don't need to. They don't need to use food stamps to do it. <clears throat> yeah, I'm believe it or not, I'm 100 percent in favor of exactly that right there. I I keep telling the story. Of, I was in Dollar General. Oh, a couple of years ago. And I was behind that woman buying chips and cakes and soda for her fat children and paid for it food stamps. I was livid. I feel like going up and saying, you know, taking her and going, what the fuck is wrong with you? 
<laughs> you know, these kids are going to end up diabetic or dead before they're 20. What are you doing? Instead of buying nutritious food, they sit in front of the TV all day and snack. I wait hard for my money. I don't need no stinking green cards. Were you just imitating your best illegal? Yeah, I know. Okay. And how about New York? How about New York now making it a law that illegals can now get driver's license? That's not new. Well, no, but it is for them. I don't know why everybody's all butthurt over that. That's not been new in a long time. Hell, Tennessee was doing that a long time ago. Yeah. Well, there's two ways to look at that, but let me finish up the food stamp program. So here's the the food stamp thing. And the reason I even bring this up again is because, you know me, I made the mistake of going to Walmart the other day. And I'll just be honest, there are times that, you know, I have to make decisions for us that, you know, we have to keep it within X amount of dollars. And there's some stuff like cupcakes that I just can't buy when I want them, you know. <laughs> I even went to the store the other night to get cupcakes and did not get cupcakes. Admittedly, I did Admittedly, I did get a single-sized piece of cake that was quite delicious, but um, eat your heart out, Food City. Anyway, so I'm I'm in Walmart, and again, you you never try to, you don't really know everybody's circumstance, okay? And, you know, I try to remember that, and I, I try to put myself in other people's shoes and, and you know that there are some that, that their whole motive operandi is get as much from the government as they can because in their mind they deserve. Then there's others that work, 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 pay into the government and only will take from the government if they absolutely have to. Okay? Just the way it is. So, I'm in Walmart, and unless I'm with Amanda, I make it a point to get through the self-checkout and be done, okay? Amanda doesn't like self-checkout, won't use it, because she feels like she pays for it. They need to bag her stuff. (laughs) So, fine. I get it. Me, I'm the opposite, okay? Also, I do not put stuff on the belt when I go shopping with Amanda. Evidently, I do not put it on the belt in such a fashion as she likes. So she puts the crap on the belt. I put it in the trunk. All right, so... Say what? Thank you. (laughs) Now you put it in the damn trunk. So... I, I'm in line. The, the self-checkouts were down, and I had a couple of things there, and I'm in line, and this family's ahead of me. First thing I noticed was the shoes that the kiddos were wearing. Okay? 
And I don't normally notice people's shoes, but these kind of stood out. And they were the 2020 Nike Air Jordans. Okay? Now, there were four cheering, and all four of these cheering had them on. And they were the authentic, not the knockoffs. Okay? Anybody know how much Nike Air Jordans cost per pair? $300. That's exactly right. So so you're looking at 500 smackaroonies right there. Well, then I noticed the uh, bag that she was carrying. And I know these bags, not because I'm some handbag aficionado, <laughs> but because Amanda has bags similar to this. And I was there when she purchased these bags, and they were expensive, Okay. So she's carrying this coach bag that I had seen online that I know for a fact, even at the discount store, is still a $700 bag. Okay? Now, she pulls out a wallet. The wallet is a coach wallet that matches this bag, which means that made the price go a little higher. And Amanda can attest to this. She's been there, seen that. Okay? So I am... I'm, I'm, you know, you kind of just watch, and I'm waiting my turn in line. She's got a couple of carts of stuff, and her and the children are putting them up there. And one of the things that I always notice, and I, <laughs> I'm just this way, is cuts of meat because I like steaks, and there's nothing worse than having a very crappy, tough cut of steak. Okay, it's just nothing worse. And I happened to see six of these packs of meat get set up on the counter, these steaks, the two ribeye packs are what they are. I know this because I buy them. I also know how much they are at the bare minimum. Well, I happened to notice this one pack, and and so I moved a little closer in the line just so I could see the price tag of them because I'm thinking, damn, that would take me a week to earn enough money to buy this. This one particular pack that this lady had was $65 for two. Okay. Okay, fine. You know, I get it. Um, So they continue rolling through their cart, and they pick up these big old logs of hamburger. Okay. And I'm talking the big 10-pound logs of hamburger. Well, it may be five pounds. Five, 10 pounds. Man, is it five pounds, the big ones? Five pounds. I want to say five pounds, five, ten pounds, whatever. And so six of these get put up on the counter. Oh, that's $60. Oh, no. A hell of a lot more than that. Those get put up there. No, it was those rolls. Amanda, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. Yeah, hamburger, ground beef. Yes, but it's the big rolls, not the one-pound rolls. It's like five pounds, yeah, it's a great big old thing. Yeah. That costs like yeah. 23 bucks. Oh, not down here. Okay, what does it cost down there? $10. How much? $10. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's a lot higher than that. But anyway, so I'm watching, you know, a few whole chickens get thrown up there, the cheese, the deli. The deli stuff alone, 
there was probably, I want to say, 15 pounds of deli sliced meat from the oh deli. And deli sliced cheese. Now, maybe they got the little dilly where you get a pound of meat and half a pound of cheese. I don't know. But anyway, all this stuff's on there. The the You know, the name... The name brand, Cobblestone Mills Bread, which, by the way, is the same as the store-bought bread. It's the exact same brand. Flowers Bakery, it's all the same. And yada, yada, yada. So everybody follow me so far. This tally, when the, you know, a lot of times you'll turn the little register thing to you, but it was turned towards me, I could see the tally. Okay, with all the Cokes and the snack cakes, little Debbie was happy to see this family, I promise. Um, and just the stuff that wasn't staples, I guess you could say. This bill came out to be one thousand four hundred and some odd dollars. Oh my God! Yep, big one. Out came the old trusty EBT card. Oh wow! Okay, EBT card is swapped. Cashier says thank you, hands her a receipt. She then oh proceeds God. she then proceeds to ask the cashier what lane she needs to go to to buy two cartons of cigarettes. Oh. Here's another hundred bucks. Well, I don't know. I don't know how much cigarettes yeah. cost. I don't use them. Now, I know we've had similar debates about this before. Okay. And listen, I'm all about a people's right to choose whatever they want to eat, when they want to eat it, how they want to eat it, under the circumstance that you pay for it, okay? When Amanda and I want junk food, we go buy junk food. When we want McDonald's, we go buy McDonald's. When we want, you know, whatever, the egg rolls from Dodgers, that's what we go buy. But we buy it. Government doesn't pay for our stuff. Should we restrict what you buy on the government dole. Now, granted, I know occasionally you'll want to go buy your kid an Easter basket, okay, that you should be able to buy with food stamps and get a chocolate bunny because it's not fair that a kid doesn't have a chocolate bunny on Easter. And it's not fair that they don't get a chocolate bunny or a chocolate Santa on Christmas. And it's not fair that they didn't get a chocolate pumpkin on Halloween. They don't sell chocolate pumpkins on Halloween, do they? No. Nope. I think we solved the food problem. I just... That is so... It's just unfathomable. $1,400, and I'm paying for it. You're paying for it. Well, I looked up... I looked up how much. How did she even get that kind of money? You're limited in Tennessee. You're limited in Tennessee to so much a month. Okay, so here's a couple of numbers for you, just to kind of give you an idea. And Amanda, are you awake? Yeah. 
Okay. Do some mathematician for me. Okay. Eight hundred and twenty-five million three hundred sixteen thousand one hundred ninety-five. Wait a second. What? Put this put this number in your calculator as I call it out to you. Eight two five three one six one nine five. Okay. Divide that by. Two zero one nine two seven two. Four zero eight point seven two. Okay. Now, here's why I bring this up. The state of California spends eight hundred and twenty-five million three hundred sixteen dollars. Uh, $325,316,195 to administer food stamps to a little over 2 million people. That means that the state, it costs the state $408 per year to oversee the food stamp of every single person. $408 per person. Okay, and these are just the overhead costs from the food stamp program. Okay, let me give you another one. Miami-Dade County, okay. They got by with, they got 13 million, okay. 22 people that own convenience stores in Miami-Dade County got $13 million by trading food stamps for cash. Okay. Wow. Yep. It is just, it's, yeah. So here's my question, and I brought this up before, and I'm going to bring it up again just because Amanda and I have been talking about it recently. What if communities stepped up? What if communities had soup kitchens? And I don't mean the... You know, what if What if there was a place that you could go when you were hungry and get food? Sit down and have a plate of food. Do you think people would show up to this? Yeah. I don't know. I think it would be more than just homeless people. Mark? Because, you know, traditionally we talk about homeless people, and traditionally we talk about homeless people being hungry. But... There are so many others that are, too. What about parents that take their money and spend it on drugs and alcohol and not on food? Or what about parents that... What about parents that can just barely pay the electric, the lights, the water, and the rent? 
or the parents end up selling their food stamps for cash. There are people that do that. I will admit that, you know, I, I may have known some people to purchase them in the past. Because two for one's not a bad dealio, buddy, and they're going to sell them to somebody. This call may be recorded for quality assurance. <laughs> but seriously. I have a neighbor that a few years ago was uh, down in his lock and decided, you know, let me let me go check out the well for the uh, the welfare office or the food stamp office what happened. And he went. And in the parking lot there were all new cars. Chargers, chargers, this and that. All new cars except for this one little Hyundai piece of uh, crap. And when he got he got into the place he got into the place it was nothing but People with nice clothes on, well, well off looking people. And when, it, when it, they finally uh, was was his turn to go talk to the uh, the guy behind the counter, the guy behind the counter said, uh, "Okay, this is what you do. The first thing you do, um, you and your wife get new cars." He's like, "What? You and your wife could get go get go buy new cars?" He said, "I can't afford food right now. How would you?" We can go buy two new cars. He said, when you do the paperwork and you put the expenses and you add in the price of those two new cars to your monthly uh, your monthly bills or expenditures, whatever it is, you'll get more food stamps. Oh, wow. And this pissed him off. Right. And when he, when he walked out of the office, he goes, how many of you pieces of whatever – uh, or able body in here with with new cars and all this crap. I don't know if he said all this because he would he probably got, would have got jumped in the parking lot. But the way he tells it, he was everyone in the place was uh, had their head down and shaking their head. And then he yelled, "So who has that piece of crap, uh, uh, Hyundai?" Probably the worker. <laughs> it was the worker. Yeah. Well, a similar. This is what burnt me, and I've, you know, I understand people need it. I get it. There's probably been times I need it. But back when my two oldest were babies, I got custody of them in April of 99. And the judge basically told me on that day that it was either kids or job. I had to pick. Wow. Okay. Well, there ain't no debate there, buddy. It's job. So I went up to the local Department of Human Services and I applied for food stamps and insurance on the two kids. And now, very similar situation. I'm in a room where I am literally the only white male in the room. Okay? There are a pregnant chick that was toting along a boatload of kids. There was blacks, Hispanics. I mean, you name uh, white trash, all in this office. Okay, cool. I'm sitting there. 
Well, they finally called my name, and they've you know they've already asked me all these questions. I filled out all these questions, which were humiliating to begin with. And I'm sitting back there, and they're like, "Sir, unfortunately, you've made six dollars too much over the previous twelve months." Oh God, I know I've heard that before. Six dollars. Okay. So I simply said to the guy. I said, sir, I didn't need your assistance 12 months ago. I didn't even need your assistance last month. I need your assistance now, where I don't have the money now, because I have no job now. Unfortunately, sir, we can't help you. Well, how could I get help? And he goes, well, the truth is, sir, you're the wrong color. Then he says, and you're the wrong gender. Okay. So I walk out to the lobby and I'm standing there looking at the lobby and realizing all the people in the lobby and all this stuff and there. It was back nineteen ninety nine cell phones. I mean, cell phones were expensive. Well, you got over half the room in there that's got a cell phone and here I can't even afford to you know, have a cup of the soup that you pour the hot water into and stick in a damn microwave. And so um, by the way, alert, alert, bad language coming for those of you that have children listening. Very bad language coming. So I spun around, and now I'm still a young whippersnapper at this point in time, got a hot head. And I said, so basically, if I was an effing nigger laying on my back doing nothing, or a blankety blanking illegal, <laughs> pardon the expression, mater monkey, I said, or a white trash bitch shacking up with the mater monkey or the nigger, I'd get everything handed to me. Does that sound about right? Uh-huh. The lady, lady looks at me, and she goes, Sir, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. I said, you ain't going to worry about asking me. I'm on my way out the damn door. So I go out the door, and I nearly take the door off the hinges, so much so that my dad notices, and he's coming out to see what's going on. I turn back around walk back in the room, and turned and looked at everyone in the damn room, and I said, look, I said, it's like this. I said, I'm going to go find an effing job now so that I can su- support all you lazy, in-loving, I was mad. I said a bunch of things I probably shouldn't have. And turned around and looked at DCS, DHS office, and I said, I'll never ask you all for another damn thing. I said, but it's awful pathetic that I can go work my ass off, okay? Never ask for anything ever. And you guys won't so much as give my kids insurance because I made six dollars two months over too much over the last twelve months. But these fuckers out here can go shack up. Bullsh. Turn around, and walked out. <laughs> now, does that mean that everybody in there was what I classified them as? No. But it's those kind of things, and the people that truly need something that that have paid in and do in that end up getting screwed or try to do it right. And the fact that they will tell you. Like when you go and apply for benefits, they will tell you, hey, you know, need to get that car out of your name. Put in your folks' name and you get a beater. If you do that, we'll pay you gas money to take your kids to daycare. We'll pay you to drive to work. We'll pay for the daycare. We'll do this. We'll do that. We'll do this. We'll do that. Um, I don't need all that. Well, it's all right. We need to use the money anyway. I had the same conversation with people. 
Now, back went, to food. And when, when they said to me, but I said to them, they didn't say it to me, but I turned around and looked at them and I said, and I think I was making three dollars more. And I said, it's because I'm the wrong color, isn't it? No, what makes you think that? I said, <laughs> please, come on. And they looked outside and they said, is that your red Pontiac Grand Am? And I said, yeah. They said, well, we can't give you benefits because you can go and sell your car. I said, excuse me. I'm going to go sell my car. Right. I would need to drive to a job. Is that what you're <laughs> saying? Right. Yeah. We, yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Had that. Had that exact same. Like, um, why would I do that? Now that doesn't take away from, and I, I know there's people that, you know, they get aggravated when I bring this up, but. It, well, look at state of California. Eight hundred twenty-five million dollars to administer food stamps. Come on, <clears throat> that's crap. Why does it cost you so much money to administer food stamps? When, uh, oh look, Mm-mm. our group's back. Mm-mm. Sometimes we get lucky and we don't have the people spoofing in the room, and then. I guess he's dug the macaroni out of his belly button and ate it. He wants to make some comments or whatever. Whatever. But anyway, um, $825 million for the state of California to administer the food stamp program. Don't they get paid an hourly wage as being part of the DHS office? Why do we have to pay extra money? Mm Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it just it makes no sense to me. Hmm. No, I don't always lock down the comments. I like watching y'all be stupid. I do keep you from running your flap sucker on the call, though, because, you know, you don't ever bring anything substantial to the call. Even if you want to talk about your hatred for anybody not Hitler... Um, you don't. You just sit there and make noises. It's like your daddy just bent you over and treated you like the bad kid you are. Anyway, so on back to the food thing. Really? What? <laughs> I know. I probably should have said that. That wasn't nice. Oh. Y'all are lucky. Because if my woman wasn't on here, I'd probably have some more nice things to say to you. But she makes me be nice to you people. Yeah. I I never have. I'm sorry. Nothing. (laughs) Just don't, don't engage them because that's what they want. Yeah. Actually, I guess you could call her a pig woman because she does like the Arkansas Razorbacks and does that whole pig suey business. So, you know, it could be true. Who's that? Are you talking about Amanda? Um, The people in chat. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, you should click over. 
You just click over to the chat. Y'all find it quite interesting, actually. Uh, anyway, but I don't guess you'd call them pigs because pigs and hogs actually are two separate things. So it'd be called a hog. Mm. She does. She, you all are right. <laughs> Evident, evidently, you like Niger balls too. Or <laughs> I do like some chocolate. <laughs> I'm white chocolate, honey. Especially if it's filled with cream. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, honey, once you get a hold of it, only for a short time. That's called a ding-dong. <laughs> and I, I can buy those with food stamps if I had them. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Problem is, don't have them. All right, so back to the food program. Matter of fact, these two gentlemen in the chat would probably be great recipients for the food program. Keep shoveling it until they can't breathe. Yeah. Okay, so if we took, if you, and by the way, the information I used came from Judicial Watch. Hang on a second. Why? What'd you do to Leandra? Why? Oh, wow. What? Oh, I got you. Whose puppy's going crazy? I have no idea. So... <laughs> I don't know who guessed six in. Oh, that that must be you. What is that? What is that? Oh, that is disgusting. No, I can't see it. Oh, go on, don't even talk like that. Anyway, so with the food program, with as much food as in this country and as much as they put towards the food stamp program, do we not think, and maybe maybe I'm wrong for this, maybe, maybe I'm off base, but how far out, realistically, if you had to follow a menu, if you, if one of the, if one of the things was, hey, you want to get food stamps, you need to follow a menu, could you realistically plan out a 30-day menu with the ability to switch stuff up? It didn't have to be a day-by-day. So in other words, you're given 30 breakfasts, 30 lunches, and 30 dinners with, let's just say, 30 a.m. snacks and 30 p.m. snacks if you want to get, you know. If you could go in there and select you know, from a group of foods. 
So, you know, you go in there and you piecemeal it together and they say, okay, for breakfast you got to have whatever the food groups are that has a balanced this and a balanced that and a blah, blah, blah. Do you think that people could adjust to that? You what? Oh my gosh. Okay, so every month on the whatever day of the month, let's let's say the first for grins and giggles, you're given X number of dollars of food stamps. Okay. Okay. And you take those food stamps and you spend them however you see fit over the next thirty days. Okay. okay. Follow me so far? Yep. Well, let's say we change that up. Let's say that we didn't do that anymore. And let's say instead, instead of you getting a dollar amount of food stamps each month, let's say that you could go to, let's say, Blue Apron. Okay? And you go on to Blue Apron, and you say, okay, Blue Apron, you type in whatever your you know, your, your case number is, and Blue Apron pulls you up. And Blue Apron pulls you up, and it shows that you have a family of six. Okay? Mommy, daddy, brother, sister, sister, sister. Okay? And the puppy that's going crazy. Okay? Now, so here you are, and they say to you, okay, instead of a dollar amount, they say, okay, you can pick 30 breakfast meals, 30 lunch meals, 30 dinner meals, 30 a.m. snacks, 30 p.m. snacks, okay? So you go in there and you say, okay, so for week one, you go in there and you pick, you pick I don't know, whatever the combinations are to meet the food groups, okay, for each meal. Everybody follow me so far? Okay, now you can either do it a week at a time or a whole month at a time. It doesn't matter. You can get 30 meal, 30 days worth of food supply sent to you. Okay? So you go in there, you pick what you want, Blue Apron, you know, partners with Walmart, whoever, whatever, ships it to you direct, I don't care. And you go pick it up. Okay? This includes your... You know, milk, cheese, all that stuff is, those are staples. Staples are considered automatic. Okay? Everybody following me so far? Everybody following me? Or am I losing people? All right. So you don't, they don't base it on what you, you don't base it on a dollar amount. They base it on a food amount. And they pay Blue Apron or whoever the company is to give you quality food, not, you know, quality food, blah, blah, blah. And you go pick it out. It's either direct ship to you. You go pick it up at Walmart, whatever the case may be, okay? The only catch is that you have to, you know, you have to make sure you're following the food groups. And they will give you staples as a side, milk, cheese, butter, you know, whatever, staples may be you can choose up to you know x number of staples okay 
Everybody follow? Yep. Now, this is sent to you each month. You don't have to worry about, you know, do I have enough food stamps to go this way because that's not how the program's factored. The program's factored based on bulk purchasing by Blue Apron. They're told we're going to give you this amount of money um, to create this number of meals, blah, 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 blah. The larger your purchasing power from Blue Apron or the larger your deal, you can work out with, you know, Walmart, whoever. For your distributor, boom, there you go. Okay. However it is, you run through an intermediary, and it's based on food items, not the cost. You know, instead of giving Barbara $300 a month to buy food, Barbara can pick, you know, 30 days' worth of food. So it's like commodities, except it's expanded to uh, to other things, right? It 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 is to a degree commodities, except for it's not government; it's private industry. Okay. See, now the reason I the reason I bring this kind of thing up because if it was done that way, wouldn't the program be cheaper that way, and wouldn't we be making sure that a it would stop a lot of the fraud because you can't sell the food stamps. And yeah, you might be able to sell somebody your gallon of milk that you get four gallons a month or how many ever gallons a month they put towards your family. But people are less apt to do that. But you could mm-hmm. always sell the food. You could. You probably have a better you probably have a better chance of selling the food than you do the food stamps. I disagree with Depending that. Depending on what kind of food it is. I, I disagree with that. I'm not going to buy food from other people. I back out to the point, after seeing all these videos with restaurants, I don't know that I even want to go to restaurants. I trust very few people to cook for me, so... Would you be taking any mayonnaise? The hell I will. <laughs> mayonnaise needs to go on the banned product list. No, no. Without mayonnaise, you can't make deviled eggs. All right. Yes, you can. Using what? I don't know. Ask Amanda. She knows how to do that stuff. Mustard, or make your own mayonnaise, or an ale, or an ale only. You can use sour cream. You can use cream cheese. Yeah, all you need is a binder. Cream cheese, uh-huh. deviled eggs. I may try those. That sounds good. That's a fat guy heaven right there. Yeah, You can sit around listening to your artery slam shut. <laughs> that just that sounds good. Oh. Oh, you know this thing never sounds as loud as it does when it's sitting over here. What's that? 
I went to, by the way, Amanda, what do you think of my food proposal? Well? You don't like it. No, I said squirrel. You know what that means? I know what it means, but why did you squirrel? Because that's what we were talking about. <laughs> Barbara's the I one that did. went off about mayonnaise, and I then we got to did. <laughs> Are you falling asleep? Yes. <clears throat> then just agree with me. Say it's a great plan and move on. No, because I didn't hear it. Guys, she doesn't fall asleep because the program is boring. She falls asleep because my voice is so soothing. It is. Ask her, she'll tell you. He can talk talk to me and I will just be like... <laughs> or sing or sing to me. And I'm out. Because I have a voice like Frank Sinatra. Fly me to the moon. I wouldn't necessarily (laughs) say that, but... Well, it ain't a bunch of screeching cats either. No. Barbara, according according to this, you, uh, you sweat mayonnaise. What the hell does that mean? Who said that? Oh, you know, our little buddy's in the chat. He must be done with his puppy. Huh? One of those pigs? No, he calls us pigs. We're Jew-loving pigs, evidently. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so you're old-loving pigs. Dick. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right, guys. Final thoughts? Mark, any topic you want to discuss that we didn't discuss that you think is important? Yes, for the first time in my life, I actually sat down and watched the Heisman Trophy Award yesterday. Why? Just because because LSU guy was up for grabs? Yep, pretty much. Well, I'm glad he got it. Too bad he's not going to finish off as national champion. Yeah, uh-huh. he keeps saying that about, he keeps proving you wrong. So, okay, we'll go with that. Why? Why won't he finish? Because he can't beat Ohio State. Yeah. Oh, really? No. They'll roll through Oklahoma. Oklahoma will be easy. And they won't be. I'm looking at this like, I'm looking at it like this. Actually, this Clemson's going to beat Ohio State. They can't beat Clemson. I don't think Clemson is that good this year. They're not as good as they I have been, but they're good enough to beat Ohio State because Ohio State's the most overrated team in the country. The first game is a replay of the night of the 2003 national championship when LSU beat Oklahoma, and then for the championship game, it's going to be a replay of the 2007 national championship when LSU beat Ohio. A game in which. 
everyone said LSU was going to lose to Ohio. Ohio wasn't going to smoke them. Yeah, but Ohio's an overrated team. They they usually are when they're Ohio's an overrated team. Is, so is Clemson. Who the hell did Clemson beat? Yeah, Clemson's a little overrated this year. I I happen to agree with you. LSU will win, but you know, I had to get you worked LSU up. Has, LSU has beaten. Look at the teams that they've beaten. Yeah. Mark, we don't care. Alabama. <laughs> no offense. Alabama. I know you're, you're trying to get Alabama. The yeah, only game, the I only football game that LSU played that I gave two craps about was Alabama, and that's just because I wanted to see LSU win, which they did do. So congratulations, go Tigers! Now I do well, want to see them win the national championship because it needs to stay in the SEC. So I will give you a go Tigers there too. But if that's the only topic you want to discuss on political straight talk, it's not political, and I'm voting it down. Okay, I'm going to talk about um, Greta Thunder, whatever, and how she was voted um, Man of the Year, Person of the Year by uh, Time Magazine. Even though, I meant to bring that up. I'm sure I forgot about it. And the year. Honestly, what they're do- what, what, what her parents are doing to that poor kid is pure child abuse. Oh, In yeah. the United That's States, awesome. she should be taken away from her kids and put in foster care for the, the stupidity that this girl has gone through. Yeah, she's she's yeah she's messed up in and the head for sure. And Time Magazine. Either, Go ahead. She's either Asperger's or autistic, one of the two. And they're using her illness. The people who are behind her, who are pushing her, are using her illness to uh, to make a point and to get the money and the publicity. Yes, yep. they are using her to to further, you know, further line their pockets. So I happen to agree with that. Yeah. Uh, did you see where Dr. Jill Biden? came up and said in an interview that my God, that wasn't um, it was good. Posted it somewhere. Um, God. That she said that Uh, something about the phone call that she's that Trump's afraid of facing Joe Biden in a debate. The only one Biden. It was weird. Joe Biden, uh, Trump is uh, Trump is scared of to face uh, Joe Biden in the debate. Is that what she said? Yeah. Probably the only thing I'd be afraid of for Joe Biden is to uh, is that he would pass out, or one of his eyes would start bleeding and then explode. It was, it was oh god, it's just one the damn thing. Um, yes, yeah, Twitter. <laughs> And now I put it somewhere. Um, because I thought it was just there. It is. 
Fearless. Phil Brighton. Pull it up here. Says Trump's phone call to the Ukrainian president proves he's afraid of going up against Cousin Joe. He's just as delusional as he is. Okay. I thought it was funny. Well, I'm going to tell you. Joe Biden, Joe Biden would be the greatest nominee for the Democrats. From a Republican's perspective. Yeah. Because his gaffes are enough just to have fun with. I think that Michael Michael Bloomberg is going to be getting out of the presidential election just about as fast as he got into it. Really? <clears throat> yeah. His his ad campaign's not shifting anybody to him. Yeah. His big problem is even Democrats are pro gun. <laughs> so. Oh, he he's going to have a problem with the gun lobby and the guns. Um, having said all that, here's something that I I want. Oh my gosh, these! You know, I, I just have to say it. If you idiots would come on here and have an actual discussion, a I'd kick your ass all over the schoolyard during that discussion. And B, yeah, you'd probably go back down to, to Mommy's house, grab your bowl of macaroni, sit down and eat it while watching Ren and Stimpy. Okay? Because you have no facts. I've I've attempted multiple times over the years to talk to you idiots, and you have no facts. Okay? No, I don't watch TV. As a matter of fact, very little. And I don't watch the NFL. Thank you very much. Um, but, you know, I guess that's that. Because, see, you hide. I don't hide. I'm out there. You want to know who I am? Come on. But you hide. And then when I do open up the microphone and let you say something, all you do is say stupid stuff. Like, do you blow your mama? No. That's what you do when you're done is blow your mama. <laughs> okay? Not us. We actually have discussions. Some of us have worked in the government to make changes, okay? But not you. You want to sit and crash people's programs and talk about how you love Jews and that the next Israelite that bends you over you'll love and that Benjamin Netanyahu would have fun watching you bob up and down. So until you can bring something to the discussion, shut the fuck up. Okay? And that's just the way it is. Because you don't. You can't. You won't. All you get on here and holler, nigger loving Jew. Jesus hated Jews. No, he didn't. Jesus was a Jew. Stupid. And I know you're going to get those two little Bible quotes that you normally use that you take out of context because you change the wording to match what you want instead of what the actual translation says. So don't even try that crap with me because on my worst day, I'm smarter than you on your best day. Okay? 
So don't even. Now, having said that, oh, by the way, you're about to have a good day since you can't bring anything to it. And all you got to say is, no, you Jew baby. See, that's all you got. You don't have facts. I feel sorry for you because you're so stupid. Too bad you don't well, have facts. Well, too bad. Now you can go back to your basement now. And you can sit in your feces while you're masturbating and watching Rachel Maddow. I don't even think he watches Rachel Maddow. Okay. Now, as far as the young girl with the climate change, Time Magazine, we all know Time Magazine has made their, you know, any credibility they may have had left. I used to love Time Magazine. I knew it was a liberal knew it was a liberal publication, but it used to be a journalistic publication. And over the past 10 years, they've really divested themselves, and, and so I really do hate that. I really do hate that because it, it's, it was a once great publication. Well, I used to subscribe to it. Yeah, I did too. For, for years, I was uh, a big supporter of that. So, all right. Any and other? You know, and you know the funny. And you know the funny thing about it is the polling that took place. People overwhelmingly voted for the Hong Kong protesters. You talking? What are you talking about? The Time Magazine Man of the Year. Yes, uh, I, that would have been a better yeah. choice. At least they're trying to accomplish something that's an actual thing to accomplish. Right. All right. So the NFL. I know your guys' favorite thing. The Oakland Raiders have played their last game in Oakland. Okay. Now, for some reason, people get a little miffed. (laughs) A little? When their teams leave town. But this isn't the first time that Oakland has been guilty of doing dumb crap like this. Um, I think, are are they headed to Las Vegas? Is that where they're going? No, I think they're headed to Las Vegas, and then, because L.A.'s got two teams. They've got the Chargers and the Rams. They're going to to uh, Las Vegas. Yeah, I thought so. Are they All right, any other, the... any other final Las... thoughts before we take off? The Las Vegas chip. Huh? Las Vegas. They could rename the team Las Vegas Chips. Uh, Las Vegas Chips? Chips. As in gambling chips? Yeah. That would be the 
most awful name. I know. For a team. A Las Vegas roulette wheel. Uh. <laughs> the Las Vegas <laughs> pimp. The Las Vegas pimp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. The, the Las Vegas Siegfried and Roy's. Uh, no. I'd say it'll still be the Raiders. I'd say it'll still be the Las Vegas Raiders. The Vegas Raiders. All right. Any other final thoughts before we say goodnight, everybody? All right. Well, in that case, Remember, you've got to stand for something or fall for anything. Freedom isn't free. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, Support the soldiers for without them, we wouldn't be able to do this. Support the families of soldiers for without them, we wouldn't have an all-volunteer army. Until the first of the year, unless breaking news happens, this is the political Superman saying, have a good night, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.